today on CityCast Denver. The first person who got in line for Stranahan's Snowflake Whiskey in 2019 arrived 11 days before the special single malt blend went on sale at their distillery in Baker. You passed by I-25 in Alameda this week. You may have noticed the tents outside the Stranahan's Whiskey facility. This crowd waiting for the release of the one-of-a-kind spirit. Stranahan's releases its Snowflake Whiskey at this time every year. Then came the pandemic, and the 2020 sale was canceled. So while all that whiskey was aging an extra year, Stranahan's kicked things up a notch. This past Saturday, they invited whiskey fans to Red Rocks to tailgate in style with a full day of live music, food trucks, and of course, whiskey. We sent CityCast Denver correspondent J.D. Lopez to figure out what it is about this whiskey that's so dang special. Today is Monday, December 6th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Hello, everybody. J.D. Lopez here coming at you in the field for CityCast Denver. I am here at Red Rocks for Stranahan's Snowflake Batch release event. Just trucking my way up to the line. Let's see if I can get some people to talk to me about what makes this whiskey and this event so special. I got here about uh, 620 this morning. Wow. Yeah, and there was already 384 people ahead of me. Didn't quite... I knew I wasn't going to be first, but I didn't quite expect the, this level of turnout today. Uh, we, but we got here like real yeah, early, uh, before seven. A, well, no, we got here at seven. Like assholes. <laughs> no, uh, that's uh, what it said on the website. Yeah, so just, yeah. the website <laughs> said, "Don't come because we'll shoot you away." And then, yeah. like, we get here, there's a two mile line. Uh, so we uh, lucked out that we are in the 700s because we were seeing people getting 1200s. So they're like, oh yeah, not even closely guaranteed yeah. to get it. So welcome to Snowflake 2021. It's exciting to have you here. 1,132 people have been here before you that are buying bottles, meaning we're not guaranteeing bottle sales. Um, you're more than welcome to grab a number in line and see what's going on. We've got 2,000 bottles of 2020 to be selling, 2,000 bottles of 2021 to be selling, up to four bottles per person, up to the first 1,000 people. So we can't guarantee bottle sales now. So if you wanna come through, you're more than welcome to. Not trying to scare you, not trying to throw you off, just trying to be as honest as we can because nothing's guaranteed right now at these numbers, okay? So just a heads up, that's kind of what it looks like moving forward for today. Oh, dang. Already like an hour and a half in to the day and we're told that there's no guarantee we can get a bottle. Doesn't seem to be deterring anybody though. Everyone's still going forward. I think it's more about the event than anything else at this point. So we got some people here tailgating. Right, you guys look like old vets, all right? You're hanging out, you've been here for a while. It's not your first rodeo, I take it. No, it's not. We've, uh, I think this is our fifth year. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, this is year two for me. Right on, what keeps you coming back? Good whiskey. Good whiskey, perfect. <laughs> but I mostly just come in to get shit-faced for six hours, buy a bottle of whiskey, and go home. We do this every year. We're always in the middle. We're not the number ones, but yeah, this will be year six. Whoa, six. Total, not counting last year, obviously. So this is five and six combined. Uh, Ryan and I here, we've uh, camped out for the last the last few at the distillery, and it's, it's a different been. experience from the camping. I've oh, yeah. been here. Yeah, it has, and it's it's been cool to watch it evolve over the last few years. Like the first year we did it, it was pretty casual. There was, I don't even know if there was live music. Uh -huh. And then, uh, I mean, to what it is now, it's it's pretty cool to see 
the event that it is, and it's, it's fun to be out here. So what keeps you coming back year after year? Uh, just the friendships. Uh, to be okay. a millennial or whatever, the vibes are good. Here. It's way too long to stand in line and way too cold for overpriced whiskey, but it's yeah, it's, it's good stuff, but uh, really the friendships. Beautiful venue, best in Colorado. This is yeah. the warmest snowflake day I can remember, so we gotta take yeah. that. We're not camping on Santa Fe. Oh my God. <laughs> Waking up to frost on the tents. Yeah. So you guys camped out before? Yeah, yeah I camped out in 18. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a whole event I'm getting from everybody. Like, yeah. you, you enjoy the vibe, the whole thing? It's an experience. There, yeah, that's a good word. It's a good time. Yeah. I like the camping out. I was there okay. from Monday evening all the way through Saturday morning, and it was just a better feel. It had more community feel to it. You were there for a week? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with waking up with frost on your sleeping bag. It makes it that much more enjoyable because you got the sleeping bag to keep you warm. Right, and the whiskey. Well, yeah, the whiskey, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, what makes the whiskey so special, and how long has a bottle lasted yet? It's, it's just that it's, it's so rare, right? And that's what makes it such an event. I mean, it's a Colorado thing. They only do it one day a year, always sells out. Um, you know, supporting local business the whole bit, you know? And other than that, the only other time you get a taste is if you go to the distillery and they hopefully haven't sold out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's absolutely worth it. And when you're getting whiskey, it's important to get two bottles. And the reason why is because you take one bottle to drink and share with your friends and have it to experience with them. Then you have one bottle to keep forever as part of your whiskey collection. Yep. So that's what we've been doing too. Like, so you must like like whiskey. I, I do. Um, I love whiskey and I really love Shanahan's. It's a great Colorado company. It did really, really good. It's different than other United States whiskeys because it uses uh, malt instead of corn. So it's just a different, unique uh, spin on the the whiskey here in the U.S. Okay, here with Owen Martin now, the head distiller for Stranahan's. Uh, you made these batches. Yeah, what makes them so special? And uh, could you describe a little bit the difference between the two? Snowflakes traditionally are once a year winter release blend of specialty casts, and by that I mean it's our American single malt whiskey aged in wine barrels, rum barrels, brandy barrels, all these different types of barrels after their initial maturation, and then we blend those back together into a special batch called Snowflake because no two batches are the same. So this year is a double release because for the first time ever we had to cancel it last year for obvious reasons, um, but I actually had last year's blend together early. So one of the things I've tried to bring to my versions of Snowflake since I've been kind of leading that project is extended marrying, extended batching of the different barrels. So by that I mean I will finish it in these wine barrels, in these brandy barrels, in these other barrels. So they'll sit in each of those respective barrels for about a year or more. And then I mix all of those together and then put it back into the barrels that came from just to continue to mellow. So by that, what I'm trying to achieve is rather than be like, you taste it and you're like, oh, I can taste this from the wine and this from the brandy and this from the rum. I want it all to be super cohesive so that you're not picking out individual notes necessarily, but it's just all one cohesive character. And so I wanted to start doing that in 2020 and I planned on having a two month little batching marriage in the, in the barrels before I then dumped it and cut it to the final bottling proof. Well, it got canceled, so it ended up being in the in the barrel for almost a year and a half. And so it kind of completely changed character in that time period, completely integrated flavors like I'd hoped for. So this year's batch, I kind of took the same ethos, a couple months extra marriage, 
Um, what makes the, I mean, this event so special? I think people come from different states. Yeah, I mean, kind of mentioned it earlier, but we, we've really sort of garnered this cult status with this release, which is crazy. Like, as I mentioned, it used to be a single barrel release. You know, people would just kind of come by the distillery in the early days and see it on the shelf and pick it up. And then slowly, you know, people started camping out or like day of started showing up. And even since I've been here, um, I started in 2016. I think the first guy showed up two days early in 2016. And then, like I said, in 2019, the guy showed up the day before Thanksgiving for a first weekend of December release. So we're already at like two weeks. So had we been able to have it at the distillery, and obviously things didn't quite, they had to change a little bit this year. Um, but, you know, it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't know how early people are going to start showing up. So... Uh, yeah, so I've been talking to a lot of people, and it seems like, you know, with the Colorado natives, they want to keep this sure. to themselves. Yes. I mean, how much uh, do you feel that, or can you speak to that at all? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's give and take, right? Like, we want to grow this to some extent, and we don't want it to be exclusive of people. But at the same time, we want to make sure it's special and that the people who care that much about it are, are being rewarded. Right. So I can tell you that I think it'll always be a single-day release. It'll always be physically in Colorado and that you have to show up to earn it you know wait to get your bottle i don't want it to be something where somebody can just order a bottle from california or texas or whatever like we want to be stay true to our fans straight stay true to colorado and make sure that the super fans are being rewarded for coming and and getting it perfect thank you so much really appreciate it all right wrapping it up for a long day here at red rocks uh didn't get a bottle of whiskey myself uh but the people that came prepared tailgating you know all bundled up ready for the day seem to be enjoying themselves. So I guess it's up to you, dear listener, whether you think it's worth coming here early, camping out, waiting all day. You gotta want it. You gotta earn it. Signing off for CityCast Denver. This is J.D. Lopez. Hey, Denver. I've got one more thing for you today. One of the things the pandemic has taken away is random chance. So much of what I do every day happens inside my home. So I'm not out in the city connecting with people as much. I really miss crossing paths with folks who sell our local street paper, the Denver Voice. So I'm excited to share another story from one of those people. It's Voice on the Street, our partnership with the Denver Voice. I'm Brian Augustine. I'm not the person I used to be. I'm a much happier person now. The main thing to know about Brian is that he used to be a real introvert. Well, I used to have a life. I'd run two and a half miles to work, two and a half miles home at the end of the day. I'd work my eight to ten hours. And I'd go home, read a book, or work on my house, and that was my life. That's all I did seven days a week. But then circumstances changed, and he had a lot less time to read. I had to get a second job because my brother bailed out on the house. He couldn't live with us uh, for some reason anymore, and I was making all the payments. So he was working two warehouse jobs, lots of hard physical labor. And then came the day his life changed forever. Well, I I blew out my back at home. I was raking up the winter leaves in the springtime, you know, the ones that fall after the snow. And it was like a a balloon going off in in my back, you know how that flutter sound? I could feel that in my back. Pretty much I was completely crippled off the bat. But since I wasn't at work, I didn't get workman's comp. So I sort of lost all them benefits And then, you know, you can't work, you can't pay your mortgage. So I started selling things to see if my back would get better. After a year, I lost the house. When you lose your house, you're homeless. 
when I came out on the streets, I couldn't be that solitary person anymore. So you start to get to open up to people. As I got to know other people, I became an extrovert. And that's where I am now. I'm not, I'm not no exhibitionist. I just, I'm glad to meet anybody and everybody. And I look forward to going to work every day. I, and all I do is try to make people smile. This time of year, Brian typically sells copies of the Denver Voice on the 16th Street Mall at Curtis Street or at 18th and California by the light rail station. My best moments in a day is when I see somebody walking down the street towards me. I know them. They've got their headphones on, their heads down. You can see that the weight of the world is on their shoulders. When they look up, they see me. They pull out the earbuds and they smile and wave. and They're, they're just happy to see me. And that makes, makes a whole week a great week. And when it happens two or three times a day, it's amazing. <laughs> I dance on clouds sometimes going home. <laughs> I wish I could work more hours, but my back won't let me. So now, instead of reading quietly at home, Brian chases that feeling of being with people and making them smile. And now I have regulars. I've been to their house for dinner met their children, their grandparents. I mean, I'm, I feel part of the community. And when I first became homeless, I felt like I wasn't part of the community. You feel like there's a wall between the homeless and the community. There's people that step over that wall to help out, but they're still on the other side of the wall. So if you find yourself downtown this holiday season and you see an older man selling papers with a big smile on his face and a comically over-the-top Santa hat, maybe pull out those earbuds and send a smile back Brian's way. It's eight foot long. I use it on, as a hat and a scarf. It's got 400 lights in it. It's very bright and kids see it and they're just like, are you Santa Claus? And you know, no, I'm not Santa Claus, but he gave me this hat. <laughs> And I love, you know, it makes people smile. That's what I, that's all I want to do is make people smile. Oh, and one more thing you should know. This month, the Denver Voice is publishing its sixth annual wrapping paper issue. So when you pick up a copy of the paper, there'll be a special insert inside with art inspired by original designs from voice vendors that you can use as wrapping paper. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, like Boulder Dude on Apple Podcasts, take a minute to write us a review. He says, quote, I loved Bree Davies back when she wrote for Westward, and she brings that same energy and drive to be informative to CityCast Denver. Thanks, Boulder Dude. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Didn't want to pick something out where I was talking about myself, <laughs> but if it sounds good to you, it's very nice. I was like, oh my gosh.